Welcome to episode 134. I am your host, Gail M. Davis, and this is Design Perspectives. Welcome to the Design Perspectives podcast. I am your host, Gail Davis. I will talk all things design from expectation to reality, from what to expect when working with designers as well as the trades. And from time to time, current events will seep their way into the conversation. In the meantime, sit back, relax, and listen. Ooh, okay. I'm going to start with apologizing for the sound quality. You will hear me, um, You'll just hear dead space and me walking around because we were having technical dif- difficulties on my side. Um, and I can't figure out how to get rid of it, but this this episode has to go up because um, I did promise their PR team and I just wanna keep to my word. But anyway, let's talk about Debbie Laurie Traven or DLT Interiors. This woman is phenomenal. She started her business after she purchased a home and realized how much work it needed and fell in love with design. And then when she sold her house, the people that bought it from her wanted to buy it with everything in it. That's a testament to her. So all she had to do was just pack clothes, not even accessories and move, which is the best way to to leave your house. If you can leave the furniture and everything intact. And she says she's gone back and people still live the same way. And it's just a timeless design. But let's talk to Debbie and what it is about interior design, how she got started, how successful she is. She's phenomenal. Um, There's a lot of lessons in here. Take a listen. Good morning, and thank you so much, Debbie, for coming on and having this conversation with me. I am so excited to chat with you. Me too, Gail. I am very excited. (laughs) Looking forward to it. Okay, so let's get started. First of all, your photos are beautiful, and especially what you sent me this morning. Stunning. Um, Like, so powerful, so clear. I love when I see a designer um, do photos and especially when you have to, you know, insert yourself and do a fresh portfolio and a fresh headshot for yourself. It just shows how confident and how sure you are. And I just, I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank so you. I'm for that. really excited about that. And Appreciate it really, it. your work is amazing. How did you get started? Well, um, my family, I guess my grandfather, he started five men's clothing stores. It was like high-end men's, you know, couture fashion in the garment district. Mm -hmm. And my dad took it over and eventually I started working there and I was in fashion. I would put together all the outfits for the men. They, you know, it was private appointment only. Mm -hmm. And I would lay it all out with, you know, the ties and the shirts and all the, you know, the jacket with the pants and sportswear. I mean, they bought everything head to toe there, right. and, you know, one-stop shopping. And I put it all together and I actually I enjoyed working, you know, doing the sales and putting it all together. And, and that's how I started. And then um, when my dad retired, he actually retired very young. We, uh, my husband and I, and my two kids at the time, I have three now, but um, we moved to Westchester mm-hmm. and um, we 
you know, because we lived in the city, we wanted a beautiful backyard. So we found this house that was dilapidated in, in Westchester with this gorgeous backyard with a pool, but it, 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 needed, it needed everything inside and out, like gut it, basically knocking the house down, starting from scratch. And for some reason, I felt like I could do this. I, I have no prior experience at all. I was very young. And I guess, you know, my, you know, I grew up in fashion and my grandmother was an interior designer. You know, I used to visit her on Park Avenue and I loved her home, but like, it was very fancy and it was like, right. Kind of like, don't sit there and don't yeah, touch yes. kind of thing. Yes. <laughs> it was then, the, the red velvet room. Like, was it the red, red rope? Was it the red yes, velvet it rope? Yes, it was roped yeah. off. There were yes. certain rooms that were like, okay, look, but don't touch. Yes. And she designed for her, you know, like her Park Avenue set. And I, you know, I grew up in that. I loved it. And I felt like I could do this. I have like, you know, the background. I don't know. I just did it. And my, you know, my friends and family were like, wait, what? You can't do this. This is like way too overwhelming. It's a huge project. But I did. I worked with the architect. We picked out everything, doors, you know, all the finishes. And then I did all the interior design. And then I did the pool area, the whole house. Wow. And then when I enjoyed it, I loved it. And it was like, it was fun. It was easy. And my architect would take clients there to show, you know, his work. Cause he, you know, this is what he did. And, um, everyone came in and asked, you know, who the designer was like, you have to give me her wow. name, that person, that interior designer's name. Uh -huh. and be like, well, that was the owner. So, and and then the house was actually, you know, um, featured in the Westchester magazine. Mm -hmm. And then I got a lot of people calling me. And then I was like, okay, maybe this is like a sign. Like I should be doing this. And my friend's like, yeah, you have to do this. This is like, you know, it's like you're calling. So when we, you know, the kids got older, we moved back into New York City. I decided I'm going to start my own business, but I'm going to go to the New York School of Interior Design first. I felt like I needed to like legitimate, you know, make it a legitimate that I'm going to be an interior designer. So I went back uh -huh. to school and I. So tell me about New York School of Interior Design. I really loved it. It was right on the Upper East Side. And um, I think I was one of the older per people there, but that, that was okay. <laughs> we all were, girl. Uh, we all were. <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, you know, I had three kids starting a whole new chapter in my life kind of thing. And then I'm like, I'm going to start my own business kind of thing. I just dove right in. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the history of all the different periods and you know, spatial planning and all, you know, all the details that I actually probably overlooked before, but now really, you know, it, you know, there's a lot of knowledge and I felt like I was definitely worthwhile. So 
I just, you know, I went for a while and then people, I don't know how, I just like, I guess what, what happened was I sold my house in Westchester fully furnished and like everything, like it was like 8,000 square feet. They wanted everything, but my kids pictures on the walls. Oh my God. That is so, that's wonderful. That is amazing. That's also great because you don't have to pack. (laughs) I mean, I didn't pack. I left out, just like packed our clothes in the suitcase, went out the back door and that was it. I mean, like, you know, the, all the interior, everything and the, you know, all the whole, all the pool furniture. Like, I'm like, I'm moving back to New York City. What am I going to do with all this? So, it, and I didn't want to like, you know, start like getting rid of things. So it was like yeah. a blessing. It was a huge blessing. So they bought it all. And it, it was funny because my kids like, you know, that's like their home where they grew up mm-hmm. and they go back there and they, you know, they know us and they let us come in. And, you know, just to sit, you know, to see, you know, look around and everything is still the same. They haven't oh, changed anything. It's so bizarre. That but is anyway. a testament to you. And, and it <laughs> is because then it's also like, it's bizarre. And you're like, really? But that that's a testament to how much they loved it, that it felt like home already. And they're like, please just leave everything for us. Yes. And it's for so many years already. Like they just left it. And it, I guess, you know, that's that's part of my design. I tried to do like a timeless kind of. And that's design. what it sounds like. It completely sounds that way. What I love about what you're sharing is that a lot of designers get into this and um, I think they miss the big point where for me, and I, I feel, I mean, I'm speaking for me and for you, t- t- uh, interior design should really be timeless. Like you shouldn't have to reinvent the house every five years because then that's just, it doesn't make sense and it's a waste of money. You should just add little touches and little nuances to it that makes it feel even that much more homey, if that makes sense. Oh my God, that makes perfect sense. I agree with you a hundred percent. And you know, I tell my clients that all the time. They're like, usually like young couples with families starting out and they're like, they're buying their first like big purchase of a home and they're doing this once and they're like, we're going to, you know, we're going to spend the money. It's going to be an investment and it, it is an investment. And, and it's going to last, and I tell them it's going to last until the kids like go off to college and you're like, okay, you've actually got tired of it. You're like, it's going to last you. And then their kids are like babies. I'm like, it's going to last mm-hmm. 10 to 20, like between 10 to 20 years. Yeah. And it, it does. It really does. If you do it right. And like you said, you just do like accessories and update it with certain things, but basically the, the foundation should be timeless. Yeah, I agree with that. I grew up, um, with my parents, of course, in on Long Island in Amityville, but going to my grandparents' house was always just so magical. And even when I go now, my grandparents have since passed. I mean, they've been gone and the house is still in, you know, our possession. Oh. And my cousin lives there. It it just makes me so happy that I can feel their presence, but I can I feel at home every time I go there. And it just oh. feels like a hug. It feels like a hug. And I'm when like I miss my grandparents, like I tell my cousin I'm coming over. I'm just gonna stay for a while. She's like, "Girl, why do you have to say anything? Like this is our house." Like, and that's the other thing. It's like the family home. So it's that's just what it is. Yeah. And you know what? That's actually you know that's a, a huge. Um, I don't know. It's just like the testament of a real good designer to make it your home and give yes. it personality and character. That because your home really reflects who you are. True. And this is, you know, this is your, 
I feel like home is who you are. That's the place that you feel, you know, that's your sanctuary, that's your haven. And mm -hmm. that's just, and that's how you felt going back to your home. You know, that's yeah. like you felt comfortable and, and relaxed. And that's how all homes should feel. True. Now, now you're back in the city. How has it been with the transition? But more importantly, how do your clients find you? So, okay, going back into the, okay, so then I just started my own business. I was like, I was answering all the, like my, um, all the, the kids in the class were like coming to me for help. And I'm like, wait a minute, I really need to just do this. Like, I feel like I, I had all the experience with the house. I was like, right. everyone was like coming to say, oh, can we do like a group study and, you know, help and I would help them get through the classes. Uh -huh. And, um, I think that, okay. So when I was saying that I you know, sold everything furnished in the Westchester house and I moved mm -hmm. to the city. I started from scratch and I would have these like parties and things. And, and I would, um, uh, one person, this is how it happened where one person, you know, said, Debbie, just do my apartment. Like I, you know what? I love your taste. Just go for it. Just, you know, I trust you kind of thing. Uh -huh. And I did it. I just was like, wow, this is so awesome. I did the entire apartment. It was a really nice size apartment at the time for a good first job. And then um, I posted all her pictures and she was an amazing reference. And that's the thing. And then it started like, and then she told her friends cause she was just like over the moon about it. And then, and then it just went from there. It was like really word of mouth. And, and what happened was because everybody lived like on the Upper East Side, it was like kind of like community where one person nice. told another. Yes, and then nice. my references basically sold me because I would say, call my, you know, call my prior clients. And they would right. be like, like talking me up. And so I was like, I wouldn't even have to sell myself. I would just like call my <laughs> references and they literally sold me, sold my clients and they would say, Oh, come over and see it for yourself. Come take a look. <laughs> they were so excited. So, um, that's how it started. I mean, and you know, and just continued with word of mouth, one person telling another person kind of thing. And then, and then I don't know. And then I, I got, you know, bigger online and my right. online, you know, was you can find me, you know, through Google. And then I did like, um, I also went on house to show showcase my portfolio. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I did a, you know, my website and everything with all my, you know, all the jobs. And then I would just get calls. Like, you know, they find me on house or just um, through my website and things like that. If it wasn't through word of mouth. I love that. Now, where are the majority of your jobs? Because it, you are all over, like in different states. Right. Yes. So let's see. So now um, I did Westchester, Long Island, um, New York City. And um, then, you know, I don't know if you know, but we actually moved to Miami, you know, right before <gasps> uh, COVID, like right before. <laughs> wow. And then and I know. And then I just moved, like my husband sold his business and we're like, okay, here's the opportunity. Right. We're just going to move. And, you know, I was like really successful in New York, but then I was like, well, if I can make it in New York, I can make it anywhere. <laughs> so true. it's going to, it's going to be fine. I'll be okay. This is, I'll then, survive. I'm a New Yorker at heart. So I'll be good wherever I go. <laughs> exactly. Listen, I mean, you gotta have, there's tons of competition in, in Manhattan and yes. all the top designers are there. Yeah. So if I could be yeah. successful there, I felt confident that I could do it. So we moved down here and it was funny that we were get I was getting calls from like people from not only from New York, but let's say um, I got from like 
um, Nashville, Tennessee, that were moving down here as they were buying second homes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, somebody from uh, Mexico City, they were buying a second home. And people really wanted to be down in Miami. It was like freedom. <clears throat> you know, wow. it was like, you know, right. much more freedom than in a lot of other places at the time. Mm -hmm. So they were buying second homes and it was these um, remote clients. They basically bought the apartment and then they would, um, or a house, and it needed renovation and it like gut renovation and then end design. And then they stayed where they were and they would come down and we would do the entire renovation. This is where it, we started to expand the business into renovation because we had, I, my husband had to help me because it was so, so much work. And these people in Miami are not as reliable as New Yorkers. Okay. Can and I, can yeah. I, you, you want to intervene here? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. I, I can turn a project around a presentation in two weeks. It has been a month just trying to find vendors. Not first of all, my clients in Tampa, not a problem trying to find people to deliver to Tampa and they're like, Oh no, that place just got flooded. We're not going there. Like oh, it is no. so insane. Then finding, um, trades people. And my, my client said to me, if you can't find trades people, don't worry. We know what it's like down here. We will help you. Wow. And I was like, Oh my God, what is she talking about? And I was like, Oh my God, I see. <laughs> no, it's impossible. You can't, it's so hard to find workers and then reliable. And yes. actually they don't even show up. I yes. mean, it's like, it's nuts. They say they're coming. They don't come. They yes. don't show up. It's yes. Like My friend, Nicole White, um, she, she goes on her Instagram. And she talks about that. And she was like, oh, my God, these people. Like, she was like, they're on their own time. They'll show up when they want to. They'll leave whenever they, they they're just like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. But it is true. So I had to get my husband to help. And then we end up making, you know, he actually started a renovation company because he has to crack the whip. He literally has to like call every day. He has to be on their case, like, like nobody's business. And he does. He's, and he gets them and he gets, now we have a really good team. It took a little bit of trial and error in the beginning, but now we have good core people, Good, you know, the trade, good. all the subs that we, you know, and now we, ha everything runs smoothly now. Now, let me ask you what, well, that was, that sounds like that was your biggest challenge there, your learning lesson. How was it growing your business and finding your people? Um, I feel like, I guess, growing it into the renovation. I mean, I always did renovation in New York, like putting two apartments together for duplexes and all that. Right. But I did, it wasn't my renovation. You know what I mean? Like they right. would actually, if they would hire their own person or I would have somebody that, you know, didn't work for, you know, that, you know, I worked with, but I, they didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. And so now we have our own renovation people like that, you know, they work for us. So they're, you know, they come, okay. <laughs> you know, they come when we call kind of thing. And that, that, that's huge because now we we're in, you know, we have that control. I have control over the yeah. renovation and now people can say, you know what, that's where the turnkey comes in where they can buy yeah a house that needs renovation or they can buy an apartment that needs gutting and we can just do everything from A to Z and do a turn. We like, we actually specialize in turnkey and That's remote clients. Yeah. I, I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, 
I love that part, actually. No, it's, well, it's just part. easier for you. I, I feel like it's easier for you because then now the client, that means the client trusts you implicitly. And they're Absolutely. like, here's the keys, do what you need to do. So when I come back down again, all I have to do is just open the door and I'm, I'm at yep. home. It's a model apartment design, especially for them. So, you know, we know exactly, you know, I know I'm not designing whatever I want. I design for my clients. So, what, you know, we go over exactly what they want. And then they come in and it's the best part is the big reveal. They're like floored. They just can't even believe like this is the same apartment. It's like because it's new floors, it's new, it's new everything, new kitchens, baths. And then it's all furnished and it's accessorized. And it's like, it's like, okay, it's your model home. <laughs> kind of thing. So that's actually the most enjoyable for me because it's just, it's so fun. And they, and like you said, they trust you, you know, explicitly, explicitly. And it's amazing, you know, that way. And they're so thrilled and you make them so happy and you feel so good that you can actually do this for someone. Now, how big is your team there? Oh, let's see. I would say um, with the renovation about, 20, 25 people kind wow. of thing. Yeah. With the, and, with, with the trades and all that. And what is it like working with your husband? Well, he's how such a New Yorker, that? so it's like a little hard. He's, he's a real workaholic. I could say that. So the, in the beginning, it was a transition because I'm working for myself in the beginning and I'm doing, you know, taking on jobs as I please. And right. he's like, no, you have to take on, that's a good job. And I'm like, oh, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Why do I have to? So, um, you know, I, you know, it's a little, it was a little difficult, but now it's a little, it's actually working out nicely. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I'm sure you had to find your rhythm with that. <laughs> so yes. Well, he's a New Yorker. I was like, I knew exactly what you meant. We are so intense. It's funny. My, um, I just saw my cousin who lives in Palm Beach and she was like, you really need to move down here. You would love it. I go, look at me. I am, I am too hardcore East Coast to move west, south, anywhere. I was like, my mouth will get me in trouble. I am too much of a New Yorker. I can't go anywhere just yet. You know what? It's funny. Like, you think that. And I feel I, I actually thought the same of my husband. Like, yeah. I really, I'm not sure he's going to make it. Especially with these <laughs> subs that he was, like, losing his mind. But now it comes together. And you know what, people, I feel like there's so many New Yorkers in L.A. or in Chicago. They're actually, you know, gravitating and moving down to Miami, especially Miami area. So, you know, like Boca Raton and South mm -hmm. Florida. That mm -hmm. Now we're feeling a little more at home here. <laughs> so <laughs> You hear that so accent, nice. you're like, oh, you're from New York, what's up? <laughs> I know, they, real, they know right away. And it's also the work ethic. It's incredible. Yes. Like, we can yeah. relate to each other. Yeah. It's funny. I, I have a hard time with the word hustle. And my friend Toby can tell you that. I was like, well, that's not really hustling. <laughs> I take offense to it. But I was like, girl, when you're working, you're on your grind. You're doing your thing. There's no, Hustle is not a negative word to me. Stop saying it's a negative thing. And she's yeah, like, why right. do you have a hard time with that word? I, I love like, that word, hustle. Right? I felt like I hustled. I mean, yeah, I, I hustled to get where I was. Right. I am and now. It's like, it's, it's like, you know, like you, for lack of better words, beating on your chest, like I did it. I did it. Um, it's because, true. Because it's you start true. with a lot of doubt and then you're like, I can do this. Like you, you have your moments where you're like, what did I get myself into? Absolutely. Especially when I, you know, after um, COVID, you know, like 
people were flocking down here like crazy. And I never worked so hard in my life. I thought I worked hard in New York, but then this was just like, you know, on steroids kind of thing. Like <laughs> everyone was moving down. They were all wanted their apartments, you know, gut renovated. They were staying in wherever they, you know, their cozy city at the time. And they just wanted to come and maybe use it for holidays and weekends. And, and we were, it was overkill. Like it was a lot, you know, like I would say I had 15 clients at one time and these are very large projects too. So for a while there, it was, it was getting hairy. Like it was just work 24 wow. seven. Things calmed down a little bit now, <laughs> thankfully, but yeah. No, yeah. No, that was very interesting to see like all of America moved to Tennessee <laughs> and, um, and Florida. Yes. COVID. Like it, no matter from the West coast, they were in droves going to Tennessee, just like, Oh really? Yeah. Just oh, wow. like, the amount of friends that I knew, I was like, where are you moving? They're like, yeah, we're, we've had enough. We're going there. I'm like, really? Like, it's just huh. interesting. And just, you know, it's, I think COVID really awakened people to like, what are you really doing with your life? Exactly. <laughs> right? what, what are you so really true. doing? What like what are we doing here? Are you just working to survive, or are you you know really creating a life for yourself? And that was just such a massive wake up across the board for everyone. I mean, a- along with all the racial, oh yeah, um, you know situations that were happening, the uh, diversity and equity and inclusion. It really was a wake up call where it was like the whole world stopped and was like, what am I doing with my life and where am I going? And it was just it's it's delightful to see. Well, I wish people would go back to being a little bit nicer. I think we're starting to get a little bit crazier again. Um, I know. You see how fast we forget, right? Yeah. And I'm just back right into our, you know, habits. Yes. And I'm like, don't do that to yourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But this this conversation, always speaking with you is amazing. Before we go, please tell the people where they can find you. Like, I, I can't wait for them to see your work. It is absolutely beautiful. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Gail. Um, let's see. You can go on my website. It's um, dltinteriors.com. Okay. And I have my Instagram. It's under dltinteriors. Um, let's see what else. Um, I do have my house. I don't... Um, H-O-U-Z-Z dot com. You can find my portfolios on there as well. And all my like, um, you know, past client reviews. And yeah, because you have you a can... lot. I'll put that all in the show notes. So they'll definitely find it. Whatever you don't find, I'll look it up and put it in. But everything about you will be in the show notes. So this way people know how to find you. And okay. You. Oh, right. Fantastic. That's awesome. This Thank has you. Been so great. Thank you so much for your patience and your time. And you have a great day and weekend, my love. Oh, thank you. You too, Gail. Nice speaking with you. Same here. Thank you for listening to the Design Perspectives podcast. As always, I'm your host, Gail M. Davis. I really appreciate you listening. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes. It is super important. It will help people to find where we are located. And The Design Perspectives podcast is also available on Design Network Platform. Thank you so much. Enjoy your day.